0: the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise today, everyone, for he is worthy to be praised. This is Minister MacMillan, and today we are going to be reading in Chapter 5 of John. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this word. And we ask, Father, that you be, in a, with, you be in this word with us as we read. Father, thank you, almighty God, for all that you do for us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, everyone. Uh, We're going to pick up today in John 5. Uh, Jesus heals a lame man by the pool. Okay? All right. Without further ado, let's get started. Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the shepherd's gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called uh, Bethesda, which is summoned by five covered uh, colonists. And here are a great number of disabled people used to lie. Uh, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. Now, one uh, who was there had been an invalid for about 38 years. And when Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, uh, do you want to get healed, want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured and he picked up his mat and walked. Uh just wanted you the guys to know they're speaking of the feast and uh more than likely this is uh the time of uh, probably Sukkot Either Sukkot or Passover. Well let's so let's see which one this is. Um let's continue. Then Jesus said to him, get up and pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. And the next day on which this took place, on that day which this took place, was the Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The Lord forbids you to carry your mat. <laughs> but he replied the man who made me well said to me pick up your mat and walk and so um they asked him who is this fellow who told you to pick up uh to pick it up and walk and the man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Now you see, there's one thing that, you know, they, even today, people don't take no. Okay. This man was being healed on the Sabbath. If there's any time, Uh, that you are looking to be healed, it would be on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the day that was given to man for rest, okay? And what better time would not be to uh, ask to be healed or something that you need from the Lord, okay? Um, So here it is. This man is being healed on the Sabbath day. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Again, stop sinning. When the Lord heals you and cleans you up, don't go back into that again. Don't keep doing that. Don't keep doing things that you know is not right. And you know it's not right because you can feel it. And something's screaming at you, telling you, don't do it, don't do it. You know it's not right. And then later on, something else happens. And you go, "Oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. That's why I'm, I'm having this problem now. Yeah, you think. Exactly. Well, here's a fine example where the Lord tells you, don't keep sinning or something else worse will happen. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jews persecuted him. Now Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, the Jews tried all the harder to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making him equal with God. Do we not call God our father? I guess we all would be dead then. (laughs) Those of us who believe, of course. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. And I say this all the time. Man cannot do anything. He can't heal nobody. He can't raise nobody from the dead. He can't pray to help you do anything. Without the spirit of the Lord resting in them, on them, the way it was with Christ. The spirit has to be in play. You have to be in the spirit in order to do these things. You can't just get up there and speak out your mouth and it's done. No. When you see someone Move in the spirit of God, healing people, raising people from the dead, prophesizing that comes true, prophesizes that comes true. These spirit, these people are in the spirit. The spirit is resting on them. They are being guided by the Father. Okay? Not by themselves. This it has nothing to do with them. Because whoever the father <clears throat> does, the son also does. Whatever the father does or says, the son does the same. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the father Raise the dead, and gives them life. Even so, the Son gives life. Absolutely. To whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. This is why we don't go around judging people today. Because you don't know who the Father is calling. Okay? And the Lord Jesus has been given the responsibility to judge. Nobody else. That all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father, okay? Those people who claim, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe in the Messiah. I only believe in God. Well, woe unto you, because here it is in writing. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. If you do not recognize him, you don't believe in him, you can't possibly honor him. So already you've put yourself in a condemning situation. Okay? I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He who crosses over from the dead, he who crosses over from death to life, Those who receive the spirit from the Lord Jesus Christ, those who the Lord calls and receives, the living waters. These are the people he's talking about. I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. And he has given him authority. To judge because he is the son of man. Okay? He is the son of man, so he has the authority to judge. Nobody else. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves. Now he's telling you, don't be amazed. Just know that there's coming a time when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live. And those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. But they will all come out. The graves will open and they will come out and they will be raised to either live or be condemned. By myself, I can do nothing. Now, mind you, he's telling you there is tribulation. All these people that don't think there's no tribulation need to come back here to John, chapter 28, chapter, sorry, chapter 5, 28, and read. There is a tribulation. Okay. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. I'm going to back up a little bit because I think I might have skipped something. Uh, Let's see. All right. By myself, I can do nothing. This is what Jesus says. I judge only as I hear. What he hears from his father, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not valid, therefore is another one who testifies in my favor and I know that he testif- his, I know that his testimony about me is valid. Well, who is he speaking of here? John, of course. You have sent to John and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light. And you chose for a time to enjoy his life. Now I have testimony weightier than that of John for the very work that the Father has given me to finish and which I am doing testifies that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me Okay? So there's more than one person that's testifying about the Lord Jesus Christ. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you. See? For you do not believe the one he sent. Now he's talking to these people. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. Now, we have people today that think they read the scriptures and they know them backwards and forwards and they can call this one out, call that one out, and by that they know God and they have eternal life. Not so. Study the scriptures because you think that they Because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. In other words, you're reading, but you haven't accepted me. You don't have a relationship with me. You don't talk to me. You don't say, when you wake up, good morning, Father, how are you today? Lord, I love you. Thank you, Father, for helping me with this situation. Or, Lord, I need your help in this situation. How often do you have a conversation with the Almighty God? With the Lord Jesus Christ? Hmm. Think about that. Just like you have conversations with your children, your husbands, your friends. You should be conversating with God every day the same way. I do not accept praise from man, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my father's name and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. Amen. See this all the time. Religious people, men and women of God, people throw themselves, oh, he's so great. Oh, she's so great. Oh, they're wonderful. Like they got Bringing them presents and food and just adulation. Bowing down. Excuse me. When did they become God? There's only one God. And that kind of adulation you should be giving to him. When is the last time you gave the Lord praise and thanked him for what he did for you? What kind of gift did you give God? Okay. Okay. How can you believe if you accept praise from one another, yet make no effort to obtain the praise that comes from the only God? How many of you have received praise from the Lord? Hmm? (laughs) Hey, I'm here to tell you, there's nothing like that. When you hear your father tell you, well done. I praise you, daughter. I praise you, son. The heavens smile upon you. Huh? Have you heard that? Did you hear the father say that to you? Okay. But do not think I will accuse you before the father. Your accuser is Moses. (laughs) On whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me. Amen. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? You have people out there that only believe in the five books, the Torah, okay? And nothing else. And they say, oh, there's no such thing as Jesus. Oh, there's no Messiah. And here he is telling you, You're so far to the left, it's not even laughable, not even cryable, okay? Chapter 6, Jesus feeds the thousand. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. That is the Sea of Tobias. And a great crowd of people founded him bef- uh, because they saw the miracles, miracle signs. He had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountain and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. Okay, we're going to pause for a second and then we'll be right back. Okay, thank you everyone for holding. We are back. Um, We're at chapter six and five. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And he asked this only to test him, for he had already had in mind what he was going to do. So Philip answered him. Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fishes, but how far will they go among so many? And Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. And the men sat down about five thousand of them. And Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Now when they had all had enough to eat, He said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Now, he only had two loaves of barley. And two small fishes. But he gave thanks to the Father. And when you do that, it's a blessing over that food that you eat. In doing so, he was able to make that food cover everyone that was there. Okay? and still had some left over. And he wanted his disciples to see that they had more than enough. Thanks be to God. After the people saw the miraculous signs that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. And Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. See, he knew by the things that he was doing that these people, they, they've been waiting. They've been waiting and looking for a Messiah. They've been looking for the Messiah, the prophet that was spoken of. They've been looking for him because they have been going through a lot with the Roman Empire. And when this man came, they were all ready to make him king. Thinking that he would overthrow the the Romans and they would be free of them. And they could live the way they were told that they would live. But that was not the case. That is not why he came. They didn't read the scriptures enough to understand. And again, that's because they think they believe, but actuality, in actuality, no. Now, they were missing things, okay? They were thinking on their own accord, not with the help of the Lord. Okay, let's get further in here. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, this is 16, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake of Cibernia. For Capernaum. And by now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. And when they had rowed three or three and a half uh, miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on water. And they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I. Don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had gone there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. And once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor the disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. Now when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabboni, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw a miraculous sign, but because you ate loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Okay? So, Lord it's telling you, stop working for all this stuff that's, that's going to come to naught. Food goes in and comes out. It does not benefit in any way, shape, form, or fashion in your eternal life. Can't take that with you. Can you take cars, boats, and houses? No. None of that is important. On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. See, only on the Lord has has God placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the work God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. It's just that easy. Believe in me, he says. Believe. That's the work. And yes, it is work. Because you have to work at it. Because the the adversary comes along and tries to snatch up your belief. Because he knows that that's what takes you there. Takes you to the eternal life. And he doesn't want that for you. He wants you to be down there with him, burning in hell. Okay? Believe. Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they answered him, what miraculous signs then will you give that we may see it and believe it? (laughs) Now, this man is right in your face. He's alive, he's breathing, he's talking to you. That's the sign right there because he's not going to be there later on for us. We don't see him. Only in the spirit do we see him. Those of us who have been fortunate enough, not everybody sees Christ Jesus. Nobody's seen the Lord. And you definitely can't see either Directly facial features. Um. Here's what was told to me many, many years ago, when the Lord presented Himself to me. He said, "I wanted Him to come closer because He was at a distance," and the Lord said to me, "I cannot come any closer." For if I do, you will not live. Now that's exactly what was said to me. So that's why I'm saying this to you. Okay? You cannot see his features. You can see the brightness. But that's it. Okay? All right. Um, what will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written, and he gave them bread from heaven to eat. <laughs> Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven And gives life to the world. Who gives life to the world? The Lord Jesus Christ. He is the light. He is the way. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. See it? There it is. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Okay? He who comes to me will never be hungry. When he beckons you and you come, you won't be hungry anymore. If you believe in him, you will not be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. These people could see him and they didn't believe. People today, like I said, they don't see him. And many believe, and there are still others that don't because they can't see him. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, Okay, but to do the will of him who sent me. See, all those people thought he came down to save them from the Roman Empire and from their enemies. But that is not why he came. He tells them why he came, to do his father's business, Not even his business, his father's business. (laughs) Okay. um, And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all that he has given me. Now that is a seal, a seal on those who has been given to the Lord Jesus Christ those who have been saved those who have been called pay attention but raise them up at the last day for my father for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life And I will raise him up at the last day. Okay? At this time, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling amongst yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Draws him. This is what I tell people. You can't bring anybody to God. Only God brings them. He draws them. And this is why you can't judge anybody because you don't know who God is drawing at what time. You see people that come into your churches and your synagogues and they look like, you know, they got one foot in and one foot out. You know, you see them, oh, praising God and whatnot and reading their book and so forth. But then, you know, they're doing other things outside that ain't quite right. But that doesn't mean anything because God is still working on them. They are being drawn. Okay? And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. They will all be taught once they're caught up. Every one who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Amen. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth, he who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died because they didn't believe. (laughs) But here is the bread that comes down from heaven. He's the bread that came from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. There he's telling them clearly. He is the living bread. If anyone eats of this bread, He will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Did he not break the bread at the supper and give it to his men? And did at the end of the meal, he what? He poured out the cup, the blood in the cup, the wine. Yes. Yes. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? See, they didn't understand. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is a real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Amen? Okay, and that is there is why it's important to do communion. To rejoin yourself with the Lord. Join yourself with the Lord. Okay? Now some people do it every day. And some people do it once a year. And some people do it once a month. Okay? Just as the living Father sent me... But I must say something before I go on. I don't care how often or how not often you do it. Make sure when you do it that you write before God. Don't come to God and take communion and you harboring something against someone. Or if you've committed some sin. you done something that wasn't right. And you know It's different if it's something you don't know. You're supposed to pray anyway before you take that cup. But if it's something you know you've done and you're taking it, no. You need to get that straightened out first before you do communion. All right? Right? All right, let's get back to uh, the Word. Just as as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So, I live because of the Father. Okay? So, the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Okay? This is why... He is in the father and we are in him. And we all are together in the body. Okay. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died. Because they did not believe. But he who feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you see the son of man ascending to where he was before? The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. Okay? That's what I said a few minutes ago. Anybody that's working in the flesh, working outside, laying hands, praying, but there's no spirit. Nothing's going to happen. Nobody's being raised from the dead. Nobody's getting healed. It has to be done in the spirit. The spirit must be within that person. And this is why so many people, when they go to the church and they lay hands on you, you don't get healed. The dead is not raised. Prayers are unanswered. Because you have to be in the spirit. That preacher, minister, deacon, whoever it is, has to be in the spirit. The spirit has to be in them. Okay. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He's talking about the 12 that he called. He already knew. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. Yeah. Okay. The Lord calls you. And through that process, you come to Christ Jesus. For this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Wow. And this is why so many people today turn back and stop following Christ. They stop going to, they stop going to church, reading their Bible, and they stop believing altogether. together. Now, you know, I'm not going to knock people who don't go to church because that is not the important factor. The important factor is, is that you read your word, you pray, and you praise the Lord, and you have a relationship with the Lord. That's important. Okay? I want that everybody to understand that. You don't have to go to church. Church is for gathering together of the churches and lifting up the Lord in praise. And when these churches realize that, they will stop shutting down praise and glorifying the Lord so they can get their itineraries across and get more money out of their people and get their word across because that's not what the, that's not what it's supposed to be about the churches are supposed to come together people that believe in Christ believe in the kingdom come together and give God praise that's what the church is for. Okay. Uh, I don't mean to be ramping and raving, but that's the truth of it all. The Lord even says that in, the, in his word. The church is for them to come together and give him praise and honor and glory. Read his word. That's it. All right. Let's, let's move on. Um. Do uh you do not want to leave. Uh you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Because already people had started walking away. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the word of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life, Lord. We believe and know that you are the holy one of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon I- Icot, who, though one of the twelve, was later to betray him. Now, after this, Jesus went around uh, in Galilee purposely staying away from Judea because the Jews there were waiting to take his life. But when the uh, Jewish feast of Tabernacle was near, Jesus' brother said to him, you ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. And no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. <laughs> Therefore, Jesus told them, the right time for me has not yet come for you. Uh, for you, for you, any time is right. Okay. So he's telling them his time to leave this world It's not yet. But their time is any time. It could be right then. Yeah. But you think his brothers understood that? No. Now these are his brothers. Okay. The world cannot hate you. But it hates me. Because I testify. That's what. uh, I testify. That what it does is evil and nobody wants to hear that not even today when you start telling people that they turn off from you right away and they're you know like he said they're ready to kill you <laughs> who do you think you are you're not the christ you're not jesus you're not god besides there's no such thing <laughs> see okay You go to the feast. I am not yet going up to this feast because for me, the right time has not yet come. Having said this, he stayed in Galilee. Okay, we got a, uh, we have a phone call here. Just uh, hang on here for a second and we'll be right back. Okay, everyone, we're back. Sorry about that. Okay, um, <clears throat> uh, you, you go to the feast. I am not going up to the feast because, for me, the right time has not yet come. Having said this, he stayed in Galilee. Now, however, after his brothers had left for the feast, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the feast, the Jews were watch, watching for him and asking, where is that man? Among the crowd, there was whispered whisperings about him, and some said, he is a good man, and others replied, no, he deceives the people, but no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the Jews. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Much like today, yes, indeed, people will keep quiet when they get around people they think that's important that might, uh, be offensive and end up in a problem, but around other people they will just, blah, 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 you know, and that's what stirs the fire. Uh not until halfway through the feast did Jesus go up to the temple courts and began to teach. The Jews were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having studied? First of all, how do they know if he studied or not? See, this is where people make their mistakes. This is like uh when someone they know becomes a minister or or uh evangelist or priest, and they're like, well, how did he get there? How did she get there? I know them. that would never happen, not according to our records, not according to what I know. What do you know? You don't know anything. You don't know what they're doing. You don't live in their house. You're not with them 24-7. Jesus answered, my teachings is not my own. It comes from him who sent me. Hmm. So he's telling them outright the truth. No, I didn't learn this on my own. This came down to me from the heavenly father. Okay. If anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. In other words... You want to know, you better get in the spirit to find out. And if you're in the spirit, you already know that what I say is true. He who speaks on his own does so to gain honor for himself. Okay. But he who works for the honor of the one who sent him. Is a man of truth. And that is true today. Okay? People don't want to hear the truth. They rather sit there and listen to somebody that's preaching all day long about la da 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 nothing, literally nothing. Adulating and lifting up themselves, making themselves look great in the eyes of the people. when it comes to truth, they won't tell it. But he who works for the honor of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Even the ones claiming they keep the law. They're not keeping the law because they're back here trying to kill him. (laughs) They were keeping the law. They wouldn't be trying to kill him. (laughs) Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon possessed. The crowd answered, who is trying to kill you? And Jesus said to them, I did one miracle and you all are astonished. Yet, because Moses gave you circumcision through, actually, it did not come from Moses, but from the, but from the panache. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs. Uh, you circumcised a child on the Sabbath. yes. Now, if a child can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing the whole man on the Sabbath? (laughs) See, they double talking themselves. Stop judging by mere appearance, see, and make a right judgment. So many people do this. I see this all the time. All the time with people. Misjudging someone. Someone did that to me years ago. They misjudged me and the whole congregation. Oh, that person da 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 da, da and their family and they, they don't stop at you. They go on to your family. And da, da, and now those same people today. It's like, what? Wow. I can't believe that. Because I knew them, blah, blah, blah. No, you didn't. You did not know me. You know me and you didn't know my family. You thought you did, but you didn't. And only the ones who took time out to really try to know me got to know me somewhat. Somewhat. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I'm sure many of you have the same tale. <laughs> okay. Um, at that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? He, here he is speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from. When the the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own. Hmm. But he who sent me is true. You do not know him but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. At this, they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him, because this time, his time had not come. Still many in the crowd put their faith in him, and they said, When the Christ comes, will he do more miraculous signs than this man. Hmm. The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him and then the chief priest of the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. And Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time and then I will go to the one who sent me and you will look for me but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? And what did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, Streams of living water will flow from within him. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. By this time, he meant the spirit. See? Because the spirit is in him. Nowhere else. Whom those who believe in him were later to receive. And he's talking about the 12 and the many others that was up in the room. Right? Because the spirit was only resting on him at this time. That's why he was able to perform those miracles. You understand? This is why I say ministers, deacons, preachers, preachers, People who are doing healing. They cannot do these things unless the spirit is on them. Lord is showing you the spirit was on him. That's why he was able to do these things in the human form. As a man, he was able to do it because the spirit was on him, was in him, on and in. You got that? Okay. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. When did he get glorified? When he was on the cross. When he died on the cross, he was glorified. On hearing his words, some other people said, surely this man is the prophet. Others said, he is the Christ. Still others asked, how can the Christ come from Galilee? Does not the scripture say that the Christ will come from David's family? Did he not come through David's family? Absolutely did. And from Bethlehem, did he come through Bethlehem? Sure did. The town where David lived, he absolutely did. Check it out. Read it for yourself. Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Someone to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. You see, because these people didn't know. They only knew about him and about his family residing there, but they didn't know his family came from Bethlehem and resided there. Okay? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you can come from somewhere and then go somewhere and reside there. And people will think you came from there. No, you didn't. I lived in Nebraska for uh eight and a half years. I didn't reside from Nebraska. I came from New York and I've been all over the place. And that's exactly what happened with him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Finally, the temple gods went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? Hmm. No one ever spoke that way. Uh, no one ever spoke the way this man does, the gods declared. Even the gods started to believe. From listening to him, they're saying this man, wait a minute, this man is speaking some truth here. You mean he has deceived you also, the Pharisees retarded. Has any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? No. But this mob that knows nothing of the law, now how do do they know they know nothing of the law? Again, assumptions, judgment, judging people. There is a curse on them. What, the curse that you bestowed on them, which is empty? (laughs) Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, does our law condemn anyone without first hearing him to find out what? he is doing. And they replied, are you from Galilee too? So they didn't even want to hear that. They just, wanted, they just wanted to kill him. Look into it and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Again, judging. Okay, we're going to uh, stop here at chapter uh, 8 and we will pick up from there Tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today. This is Minister Macmillan saying, Have a blessed evening and good night, everyone.